Yo, what's going on, everybody? It's another episode of Off the Line Fantasy Podcast, episode 51. We are at Turkey Week, man, where we got a bunch of games going on. No buy, no buy week, so we're going to see all our teams playing this week. This is Eugene. You can follow me on Twitter at Fantasy Genius. That's G-E-N-E-S. Follow our official Twitter handle at Off the Line FF. And, of course, I'm, I'm here with my other Cowboys fan and partner on those podcasts, Ike. You can follow him on Twitter at just underscore 09. How you feeling today, man? Pretty good. Uh, pretty good, man. Just, uh, you know, we're, we're getting towards the end of the season and the stretch run of the regular season. It's just gone by way too fast, as I've, you know, kind of alluded to in previous weeks. But, man, like already Thanksgiving next week, man. Thanksgiving. Um, but, yeah, you know, you made a good point. No bye weeks. We, we, we get to see everybody play um, for, for the first time in what seems, quite a, seems like quite, quite a while. I think for the first time since like week four or five. Mm-hmm. Um, since we've seen everybody play, so that's you know that's pretty cool. But um, but yeah, the you know no bye weeks. Everybody's everybody's in your lineups, um, but you still have a lot of roster decisions to make at this point in the season. So we're we're gonna dive into all that uh, here here shortly. So I'm excited to do that. Yeah, and before we get into our bold predictions, we did talk about the game of the week uh, this previous episode. It 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 looked like it was gonna be the game of the week. Then it quickly wasn't because the Cowboys were were ready to play, man. And and, the, and you know, primetime Kirk showed up and showed out with with doing nothing. So yeah, I had Kirk Cousins on a couple of my rosters and uh, two points. That's what he that's what he got two points. So thank thanks Kirk for showing up uh, um, when it when it matters most. <laughs> for some of my for some of my fantasy rosters who need you know to make a playoff push so so thanks thanks a lot thanks yeah. a lot but there was a lot of you know just a lot of letdown games i thought i thought it was pretty much a down week for the most part in terms of like how exciting the games were but i mean we'll get into some of the reactions a little bit later first like i said let's get into the, some of the bold predictions last week i said Cortland sutton would go over 100 yards and have a touchdown that didn't happen uh, Russ was pretty much ass throughout the game. I mean, Sutton did look pretty good. I think he finished with like 80 yards, but you no, know, just overall that offense is still just it's dead, man. Like they don't. I mean, you if you can't even move the ball consistently versus the Raiders, who are like the worst defense, then you're cooked. So I have nothing else to add to that. <laughs> yeah, Ru- Russ Russ wasn't cooking. No touchdown passes. No no turnovers. But um, you know they settled for a lot of field goals, which was you know. Which was pretty bad as well, but yeah, you you have to. Anytime you play the Raiders, you, you got to turn up, and you didn't turn up, so um, that that's unfortunate. On the other hand, my bold prediction was DeAndre Swift finishes a top twelve running back. He didn't get there; he was top twenty. Um, so if he had a, if he had some more volume and a little bit more usage um, in that game versus the Giants, maybe you know instead of Jamal Williams getting three touchdowns. Maybe DeAndre Swift would have gotten one of you know another one of those, and maybe he would have crept into the top twelve. But you know, you, you again, like I said in previous weeks, you watch the film, you get better, um, and that's that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna go back to the we're gonna go back uh, get back in the lab and, and improve um, on some of these bowl predictions. Yeah, uh, and real quick on the prize pick plays. First off, mine I went over two. The Bills just didn't need digs at all. Really, he didn't really do nothing. You could see in the first half when the game was kind of close, he was pissed, talking, having long conversations <laughs> with Sean McDermott about not getting the ball. Because I think at that point he didn't even have a target. Target. Yeah. yeah. He went a that long was in the like second quarter. That was in the second quarter too. So, and then F one Terry McLaurin, the Texans. They played the Texans. They didn't even really need him either. The game was pretty much out of hand before the first half was over with. But he finished one catch side of that. So yeah, I went over too. Yeah, when I saw when I saw that first uh, the beginning of that game with, where Davis Mills threw that pick six, I kind of had a feeling about what kind of yeah. game it would be that it was going to be a blowout and they wouldn't need to really pass the ball that much. So that was unfortunate. Um, but you know, my my prize picks plays went one and one. Um, Donovan Peoples Jones is just as automatic as it gets. It seems like because they keep setting his line at under fifty yards and he's cleared yeah. fifty yards and I think in seven or eight straight games. So that was encouraging to see. 
And then on the other hand, Jalen Warren, I had him at over 13 and a half receiving yards. He only got nine and got hurt on that same catch, I believe. So um, he didn't yeah. he didn't play that many snaps. So, you know, injuries, it's, it seems like a recurring theme throughout this year uh, is injuries. Injuries to any guy that I pick for my prize picks plays, it's inevitable, right? It is <laughs> inevitable. Um, but on the other, on the on a brighter note, speaking of inevitable, and we're going to kind of get into some of our quick reactions and takeaways from week 11, Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, they're inevitable. They're inevitable. They've, they connected for three touchdowns on Sunday Night Football, big stage, standalone island game, uh, you know, they they're just more dominant than ever. You know, the you know, the the rest of the AFC West spent like billions of dollars to improve their rosters and the Chiefs are just gonna run away with it again. <laughs> as they as they continue to do. And I think the Chiefs have the Chiefs have uh won like twenty straight November and December games or something like that. Um, which is obviously an NFL record, I think. Um, but yeah, they they just continue to 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 do their thing. I think yeah, you know Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes, just just inevitable. And an, another piece of inevitability we can talk about in that same division, Devontae Adams um, had the walk off touchdown against the Broncos, sweeping them this year. It seems like you know he's. I mean, right now he's the wide receiver three overall uh, for the Raiders, and you know uh, on, in fantasy on the year, and you know had another two touchdowns, another hundred yard game. It's just you know he he continues to produce regardless of of circumstance, regardless of the quarterback play. Um, that's he's that dude. He continues to be that dude, and he will always be that dude. So Devontae Adams is you know is going to continue to 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 score points no matter what the situation is. Real quick before we move on, did you see the video? Like there are clips of Devontae whenever uh, he caught the first. I think it was the second touchdown. Second touchdown with the, the end of the game, he was just yelling in the camera and like, he he's not ready. He's not oh, ready yeah. yet. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think he ratted him up in that last yeah. one. No, he did. He did yeah. route his ass up. Yeah. He's not, he's not ready. He, he he's not there yet. He's not there yet. Yeah. But he's got he's got a he's got a pretty good challenge ahead of him this week against uh against Tariq Woolen, uh yeah. the Seahawks corner. So we'll we'll yeah. we'll get to that. We'll get to that a little bit later um when we break down some of our Sunday and Monday games. But yeah, Devontae Adams, man, like he just continues the ball. He was the wide receiver one overall on the week, I believe. So yep, yeah, another 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 thirty burgers, third straight game of 30, 30 plus fantasy points. And so yeah, hey, and and barely scratching the win on top yeah, of that, barely scratching. <laughs> yeah, let's get to uh, you know these surprise or random running back cuts, man. Like we just saw Jared Henderson; he only ran four snaps this past week. We saw Kyron Williams have play the most snaps. All the two-minute drill, and then pretty much almost 90% of the third down plays. He played all but one of the third down plays. And then Akers had the most touches. And then, you know what, they just – the next day, they was like, all right, uh, Daryl, turn in your keys. Thank you for, you know, providing some type of value to us, but we no longer need you anymore. Uh, you played yourself. Get out of here. They, uh, showed off, they showed off his badge access to the building. Yeah. <laughs> so. We saw um, – Melvin Gordon, he got oh, wait, wait, real, real quick on Darrell Henderson, man. I, yeah. I, you know, I, I, I recall a certain certain individuals telling telling me, telling me in Apple Care that you know Darrell Henderson looks so much better than Cam Akers. He's the better back. He looks good. He looks this. He looks that. I'm like, I don't know if I was lied to or or what. I mean, I, I it's it just it, it's just it's just funny to me. It's just funny to your boy. It's just funny to you, boy. Um, but yeah, continue. Sorry. <laughs> he looked good till he didn't. So <laughs> I don't know if you mean to say that, but go ahead. Yeah, you're, you're right. Uh, <laughs> Melvin Gordon, he got cut. I know we did see him fumble again on Sunday, but luckily he didn't lose it. But it didn't matter because the next day they cut his ass. Uh, I don't know what he did because, I mean, they lost Chase Edmonds in that same game. And they they had I, I know they had activated uh Mac, that was his first game playing, and then they also have uh, Latavius Murray, and they were just like, "Yeah, we're we're good on you, man. We we rather play the older running back because we know he's not going to fumble." So that's crazy. Imagine yeah. Melvin Gordon getting cut for Latavius Murray, right? But just to feed Latavius Murray, you know, I don't know how many, I don't know how many carries or how many touches he's going to get going forward. But man, um, I, I did hear that Mike Boone is eligible to come off of IR with thirteen. 
but um, and maybe he'll provide some 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 value in the passing game. But yeah, that running back room is a complete complete mess. Complete would you mess. Su- would you suggest any of the people listening to if if those running backs are available? Do you want to even play that? Do you want to play that game? Do you want to go and get Latavius because he looks like the guy they trust? I mean, I think I think at this point in the season, you you kind of have to be open to pretty much anything, especially if um, I, I don't think you would pl- immediately plug him into your starting lineup, but at least have him on your bench um, to fill a bench spot because you want to have you know running backs in, in ambiguous backfields um, at this point in the season, and you just never know which one's going to emerge. And if, and if a guy emerges, if you so, just so happen to luck into the starter, you can put him in a flex spot and uh, and you know kind of reap the rewards. But um, I I wouldn't recommend them, you know, starting them right right away. That that would be kind of kind of ambitious. It's kind of bold. Hey, if 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 you're in desperate times, then go ahead. But you know, bye weeks at least for now are you know kind of few and far between. Although I think week fourteen is the next bipocalypse where I think you have (laughs) you have another six teams on bye. So between (laughs) now and week fourteen, maybe you can try to you know get get you a little get you a little trial. A, you know, trial look at some of these uh, that are running back to see which one will potentially emerge um, between now and then. But outside of that, um, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't start any of them. But kind of get kind of continuing the theme of uh, of messy situations. Let's talk about some of these bad quarterbacks. <laughs> we've you know you know throughout throughout the course of the season we've seen a lot of bad quarterback play, and that's kind of driven down the the cause of why. Scoring overall as a whole has been down uh, in past years, but we can obviously start with Zach Wilson and the Jets offense only scoring three points and Zach Wilson refusing to take accountability for the offensive struggles. When he was asked, do you feel like you left off? Do you feel like you left, let the offense, uh, let the defense down? He immediately without hesitation said, no, said, no. Can you, can you imagine? Can you imagine, like a, a quarterback who's played as who played who has played as bad as he has, only four touchdowns in seven games, but mm-hmm. Joe Flacco, who who was I, I don't, you know benched or replaced you know many many weeks ago, has five touchdowns in four games. He still has more touchdown passes than Zach Wilson, and Zach Wilson has played longer. Like just let that sink in for a second. Like the offense was actually moving a lot more than it was um, with, with 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 Joe Flacco than it is with Jack Wilson. Like it's. It's it's pathetic. They have a lot of they have weapons on the outside. They have Elijah Moore. They have Garrett Wilson. They have um, Denzel Mims, who's you know he's ta- he's really really talented. And I mean, out of coming out of, coming out of Baylor, second round pick, he's got some speed. Um, that Rob, that wide receiver room is pretty deep. And Corey Davis should be coming back uh, this week. And they spent a lot of money on him in free agency a couple of years ago. And they're just not getting anything from the passing game. And it's because of Zach Wilson. Uh, he tr- he tried to. He, he he tried to like explain away his shitty performance by saying, "Oh well, it is windy as hell out there, guys." When Mac Jones completed twenty four of twenty seven passes in that same in those same conditions, right? So I don't. It's it is a it is a mess there, and it and it's finally. It, I'm glad that Robert Sala is finally at least considering benching him um, in favor of anybody else. Anybody else that that. That can play quarterback um, for the Jets will probably do a much better job than Zach Wilson has right now. Bro, uh, the last two years, any any of the people that have came in and played, they've all done better than him. So I don't, I don't know, man. <laughs> you know what? Been- you know what else? I don't know. I don't. I don't understand. I I still like. I still can't wrap my head around the the pre draft process uh, of the Jets two years ago, where they weren't they weren't even like looking at any other quarterbacks like they immediately identified zach wilson as their guy and didn't even look at any didn't even look at trey lance um didn't even look at justin fields didn't even look at mac hell mac jones would have been a fucking good pick uh for for them for that offense like how how zach wilson was just locked in as the number two overall player on like the number one overall player on their board and the number two overall player in that draft it was baffling then to me, and it's baffling even more baffling now. Like that's just that's just my take on it. I don't know what you think, but that that is just it. It, it didn't make a ton of sense to me. That, that yeah. evaluation to him was just I don't I, I I didn't understand it. I did not. Nah, it, it didn't make no sense. I don't even have. I couldn't even make it make it make sense anyway, man. Just 
bad process, honestly. Bad, bad, bad process. And bad process is, is a has been you know a consistent theme for Davis Mills this year. I mean, he hasn't played that he hasn't played that well. Um, you know, he's you know, he they they got they got beat up by the by the by the Washingtons this past week and he's he might be on the verge of getting benched. And so there's there's a lot of there's a lot to think about there. I mean, they have some talented they have some talent around them. Um, you know, Damian Pierce, obviously a rookie running back who's played well. They got Brandon Cooks, who's who was disgruntled a couple weeks ago, but he's still their best receiver. Nico Collins, athletic freak. He's been coming on lately. Um, you know, he's I think he's outperformed Brandon Cooks in a couple of games this year. Yeah. He was the, he was their leading receiver up until a couple of weeks ago when he missed a game or two with the groin injury. So, you know, you're not getting these guys to ball consistently and, and missing reads, missing throws. It's it's a recurring theme for them. And he's he might get benched. Uh, and, you know, also you got Stafford who hasn't really played well. He got concussed. So we'll see if if he plays this coming week. We also seen Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold's back alive again. They they benched Baker and they want to take a look at Sam Darnold again. So <laughs> maybe he'll wake DJ Moore up since since he's been dead for a few weeks again. Um yeah. I don't know, man. Uh I mean Yeah, PJ Walker had a spark when he started, but now he's just garbage. Yep. Um Baker May- Baker Mayfield has always been garbage. Maybe yep. Sam Darnold will have a good first game with DJ Moore, first game or two, and then that spark will die down. They just need a quarterback. They just need to start over. But yep. they're but the thing is they're paying so they're paying three different quarterbacks like over forty million dollars, I think. Bro. Bad it's process. Bad <laughs> process. Bad process. And then so, I mean, we've been talking about Russ. He's been very, very bad. And you see the amount of money they're paying him. So Well, that was the heist of the century from Seattle, man. Boy. It's I think it's I think, you know, we're 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 November we're late November. I think we can call it a a, a pretty big heist. Seattle <laughs> they may not like bandits. I mean, we, we we know what the Broncos are, we know what Russ is right now. Um who's to say he he may not turn things around, but they look like shit. Like they've always they, I don't know. Can you remember the last time they scored 20 points in a game? I don't remember. I don't remember. <laughs> I think I want to say their average scoring average for the season is like 13 points. Something it's something two it's, touchdowns. It's something crazy low. Um, I know it was on par with like I know Tampa Bay was uh was down there too. They were they were like 18, 19 points per game, but I think I think Denver is pretty low too. I think they're bot- a bottom five uh yeah. points per game scoring team as well. Oh, sc- points per game offense as well. Just shameful, man. Yeah, it's shameful. But um, but something that's not shameful, the San Francisco 49ers offense, they have they have toys that they can use and and deploy on any given moment in any given play. Um, that offense was pl- basically just it was target practice last night against the Cardinals. Yeah. Um, that offense is on cruise control. Obviously, Kittle went off for four for 84 and two touchdowns. Both of the touchdowns were 30 from 30 plus yards out. Where he broke some tackles, had a lot of yak. That's one thing that yep. he's been known for throughout his career is, is yak, and yep. and George Kittle does that. And we 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 should have identified that as a barbecue chicken alert because the Cardinals we can't did. cover tight ends. We oh, did, yeah, we did, yeah. we did, yeah, we did. You're right. Cardinals can't cover tight ends, and George Kittle took full advantage. He always eats against the Cardinals. So, yep. um, Debo Samuel finally started saw you know nine targets uh, this past week that turned that into seven yard seven catches for 57 yards. But he also saw three t- three carries in uh, 37 yards, and he scored a 39-yard touchdown. Um, so yep. a total of 94 scrimmage yards. So that was good to see Debo Samuel. And CMC was uh, used in the passing game, 7 for 67, but only had seven carries for 37 yards. And so I guess this is the way to to kind of keep him fresh and to kind of keep him uh, to kind of keep him upright and to prevent him from you know playing those 80, 90, 90 percent snap shares and getting getting him 25 plus touches. Because he's not going to get that in this offense, but he'll get a lot of, you know, a, a lot of um, he'll get all the passing work, obviously, and he'll get you know a lot of high leverage situations. And um, I think this is a good way to you know to deploy Christian McCaffrey. And of course, in, you know, when in, in more competitive games, he'll get more run. Um, but you know, since they were all, you know they were they were pretty much up double digits most of the game. You know, they yeah. got Elijah Mitchell going in the second half, so and yeah. they didn't really need too much of from Christian McCaffrey. Yep. I mean, they even played Jordan Mason. So yeah, Jordan Mason got carried. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> everybody, everybody gets some. So, yeah. but you know, let's transition to our our fantasy MVP and LVP. Talking about you know running backs, and we're gonna hit on another running back for our MVP, which is our boy Tony Pollard. Man, um, 
80 rush yards, six six catches for 109 yards and two more and two touchdowns there. Like he finishes the RB one for the week for somebody that was sharing sharing the load with with Zeke who just came back. He, I mean, he looked unstoppable, man. Every time he touched the ball, it was five yards of carry. I think he averaged a little more than five yards of carry mm-hmm. on top of on top 15, of 15 carries, 80 yards. Yeah, so a little over five yards of carry on top of after what on top of what he did on in in the receiving game. Uh, he's been he's been the number one fantasy running back, uh, fantasy points per game the last five weeks. If you can even fathom that for somebody that's supposed to be a part time player, so. Cowboys, if you're listening, man, um, he should be leading the backfield in touches, bro. So I don't even have anything else to say. Yeah, that's I mean, you you pretty much said it all. I mean, he's 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 that dude. He's that guy. And he's, you know, rushing yards over expected, um, you know, points, you know, yards per touch, yards created per touch. Like he's he's up there in all those metrics. So, you know, Tony Pollard deserves to to continue to 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 get all the you know, to get most of the touches in the Cowboys backfield. Um, but transitioning to the Arc Fantasy LVP of the week. And you're not gonna find this guy on this list very often or in this in this uh in <laughs> in this stage very often, but Saquon Barkley is our LVP of the week. Only 15 carries for 22 yards, um, two catches for 13 yards in a receiving game versus a bottom five defense. Uh, you know, terrible performance. Kind of sunk a lot of my fantasy squads this year. Um, not this year, this week, this yeah. past week. Um. Yeah. I mean, the, the 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 line. I mean, kudos to the Lions' defense, and they sold out to to stop the you know the, uh, the Giants' number one weapon. And you know they they surrendered a lot through the air. Uh, you know, from Daniel Jones, which was pretty rare to, to which is a pretty rare occurrence. But you know, you stop the the Giants' best player, and you, you're pro- you're probably going to win. And that's what happened um, on on Sunday. So Saquon Barkley is our fantasy LVP of the week. You know, they did sell out. We saw Wandell had a breakout game and then he tore his ACL. So sad to see, but we'll see what they do against the Cowboys on Thursday. Um, we'll talk about that in a little bit. So yeah. next segment, the favorite segment of the show, cap or no cap. Hopefully y'all know what cap means by now if y'all been listening. But if you do not know what cap means, cap is another word for lying. So if I say I the Cowboys lost to the Vikings forty to three. You would say that is cap. Yeah, because the Cowboys actually beat them forty to three. Probably should have been more than that. Yeah, but we didn't want to embarrass them too much in front of the front of their hoes at home. So, <laughs> all right. So the first statement I got for you: We are buying James Cook for the rest of the season. Coming off of you know eleven for eighty six versus the Cleveland Cleveland Browns. Um, what do you think on it? We've been seeing him getting used the last couple of weeks a little bit more and more, even though they still they did just buy Naheem Hines. What you think? You buying? Uh, I'm gonna say cap right now. Um, I I I would love for this to be no cap. I mean, 11 for 86 is a nice line, man. It's a, it's a real nice line. But I gotta I gotta see more though. I gotta see more. They were playing against the Browns. The Browns, you know, defense isn't good. Um, I just I mean, look. It, they have the Lions coming up this week, and that line and that that defense has been giving up the the cheeks for the most part this year, outside of a handful of you know decent performances uh, where they were able to to kind of stop some top players. But I'd have to see a little bit more. Um, I'm on the fence, but I'm I'm leaning I'm leaning cap right now. Um, I know he he was getting work um in the second and third quarter, which is a lot earlier than he you know normally gets work, which was really really encouraging to see. His usage was really encouraging and. They're on a top five offense, at least um, in most weeks. I know Josh Allen's kind of been slumping lately, but I think by and large, you know, we haven't seen them use Naheem Hines that much at all since they acquired him from from the Colts. So it's just a two man backfield, and uh, you know, I, I think I think I'll be in um, with another good performance for right now. Yeah. But right now, though, it's cap for me. Yeah, I, I I'm on cap also. Just I mean. Singletary's been pretty much 70% of the the snaps all year while you know James Cook gets 15 to 20. And then now that you got Naheem Hines, Naheem Hines is breaking into. I mean, this past week he he had 15%. So I just imagine him getting ramped up a little bit more each week just because he's new to the system and he's a proven pass catcher in this league. So um I had yeah, it's almost gonna take an injury for Singletary for me to be like, all right, I need to buy into James Cook right now. So 
Yeah. And look, he's he's on waiver wire columns right now to pick up. And it's he's look, he's he's a good yeah. he's a good guy to target. He's a good guy to spend some fab on. Yeah. I'd spend I'd spend fab on him if I if I if for some for some strange reason James Cook is is available in your league, I would definitely spend some fab on him too. But um just to see what happens. But right now yeah. I don't I'm not I'm not all the way in. I'm kinda in. I got I got a toe. A couple toes in, but like not all the way in quite yet. I just need to see a couple more. I need to see like another good week from them, another some some more consistent usage before I before I'm all in. I feel you there. All right. So the next one I have is Isaiah Pacheco is a top twenty back rest of the season, and we just saw him come off his best game of the year with fifteen carries and one hundred seven yards versus the Chargers, who is what bottom three in terms of defending the run in the in the league. So. What you got? Uh, I'm, this is no cap for me. Uh, he's the guy. He's the guy there in Kansas City. I mean, they we we've we've kind of seen hints at this, especially before the bye week. They you know named him the starter over Ceh, um, and you know after the bye started seeing saw some more usage, and then this week we saw him get 15 carries um, for over 100 yards, and you know he is the RB 27 over the last couple of weeks, and you know I, I know he's not getting the much passing passing game volume. Quite yet, that still belongs to Jarek McKinnon, but there's you know things are looking up for for Pacheco and you know Clyde Edwards-Helaire has a high ankle sprain. Yep. Um, he sustained he sustained a high ankle sprain this past week um, against the Chargers, so he's going to be seeing a lot more usage. I mean, he was already seeing a lot of usage. See, you know, Ch wasn't really playing that much as it was, so this this really solidifies him being in the mix. Especially with you know Patrick Mahomes at the helm and them moving the ball up and down the field, and you know we and we're seeing him produce. We're seeing him do things on the field that Clyde Edwards-Helaire can't do, that has not been able to do so far in his NFL career, and so uh, and that's why they pretty much relegated him to just you know a snap here or a snap there. So yeah, I'm 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 in on on Pacheco. Yeah, man. Um, I think I'm I'm in too, man. I think this is this is no cap here. He is the you know he's the first and second down back, and you know he's the goal line back, especially with uh, with Ch out. We know he's not getting any passing work, but I mean we're at the time of the year where where teams are going to grind out carries the, the the end game. So I think it's important for for you if he's available in your leagues to go and get him for sure. I mean at this point it's probably criminal if he's sitting out in your waiver. So I would definitely blow a lot of my fab for 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 Isaiah Pacheco. Last one I got for you, Traylon Burks is a league winner down the stretch. Cap or no cap? Oh, this is this is 100% no cap. You kidding me? Kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> Traylon Burks is that dude. Uh, in half of his games, he's seen at least a 30, 30 plus percent target rate. So that's targets per route run for those that don't know, for those that are unfamiliar. Just came off of a pretty big game against the Packers. Kind of, kind of, you know, out of nowhere. I mean, they. Early and often, they were throwing him the ball, and he he caught like a forty-four yard, um, you know, deep ball in like the first minute of the game. Yep. So you, you kind of basically set the tone for what kind of game he was going to have. Uh, finished finished with eight catches, one hundred and eleven yards. Now he only played fifty percent of the snaps, but his targets per route run again this game was thirty-eight percent. So yep. he's getting so when he's running routes, he's getting targeted. He's getting targeted at a higher, a much higher clip than any of those Titans receivers. Higher than Robert Woods, higher than Nick Westbrook Akine, higher than whoever the hell else they got, which doesn't matter because Traylon Burks <laughs> is that guy. Um, and and get this, like he has more yards. He had more yards in Week Eleven than Drake London has had over the last five weeks. Over the last five weeks combined, Arthur he had more Smith. yards in one game. Arthur and Smith, the God. Arthur Smith, the God. <laughs> his top ten pick. <laughs> um, and that's that, and that. I think that's him and and Mariota together. You know, Mariota's yeah. been inaccurate. That you know, I mentioned. I think last week where he was top, you know, top ten, top ten in the league of you know with uncatchable passes and uncatchable targets. So, um, but yeah, Traylon Burks most certainly a league winner. Yeah, I believe this is also no cap, man. Um, he he is the guy in that offense. I mean, the last two games that he's he's played, which are him coming off an injury, he's. He's led the team in in target share, targets per route run, and, and he's running it at like twenty five percent snaps than than Woods and Westbrook and, and Keenan. So they're definitely telling us that he's the guy on the field when when he's on the field, he's getting the ball. So 
I definitely co-sign that, man. No cap. So. And then, and then, and then, um, yeah, just real quick, the, with regards to like the, the the term and the phrasing, league winner. This is a, just this is just a guy that's gonna really take your fantasy squad to the next level and help you make that playoff push. So think of a guy like. I know it's kind of cliche to kind of mention this guy, but Amon Ross ain't Brown last year, right? I mean, yep. at this point last year, he wasn't really highly regarded in uh, in fantasy circles, but then he just went nuclear. Um, so think of guys like that, or maybe A.J. Brown in 20, 2019, whenever he was a rookie, um, started started balling down the stretch. Um, so, so guys like that will, you know, when they have these spike weeks, you know, just continue to put them all together, uh, you know, down the stretch. So just, just kind of keep that in mind. Just to... For the visualized a league winning type of player, so Amara the last what six weeks eight for eighty and a touchdown for the last six games at least. Yeah. So pure definition of a league league winner. All right, talk to me nice. Talk to me nice. The next segment of the show, we highlight a couple of matchups we want to attack. Um, but first, uh, the first matchup we want to talk about Austin Eckler um, versus the Cardinals defense. Um, and that Cardinals defense, they just been getting shredded and they've been getting ripped up. Um, quite a bit lately. You know, they've surrendered the third most receptions to running backs, fourth most reception yards, and the fifth most fantasy points allowed to running backs. And, you know, Austin Eckler, he's fourth in fantasy points per game um, over the last five weeks. So, I mean, the, the Cardinals are just, they're, they're just, they're just going to continue to get shredded um, over and over. And hell, th- there's another good matchup in that. We- uh, there's another good matchup in that game. Assuming Gerald Everett plays, Cardinals defending tight ends. You just have to go back to the well. I mean, assuming Gerald Everett, Gerald Everett is healthy, I think he has a pretty good game, especially with you know Mike Williams re you know aggravating his ankle injury, uh, and, and so there's there's going to be some opportunity there for sure. And then let's get into the you know the first Thanksgiving game, which is the Bills versus Lions. Uh, the Bills Bills are favored by basically ten points. This over under is 54 and a half, which is, I believe, the highest that we've seen for the for this coming week of games. And we like Josh Allen, Diggs, and Gabe Davis versus this defense. Last five weeks, they've given up the most receptions to wide receivers, the most fantasy points to wide receivers in the slot, six most fantasy points to, to wide receivers, period. The most fantasy points allowed to quarterback, second most pass yards allowed to qu- quarterback per game, second most rush yards to quarterback per game, and then the seventh worst pra- pressure rate to quarterback. So, <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! So, so, so load all those guys up with no hesitation. Even Brickhands, Gabe Davis, he should. They should all be able to eat, man. Um, and then- yeah, and the thing is, they just played a game in Detroit, so yeah. they're, <laughs> this is they're this familiar. is not, this is not going to be unfamiliar terrain for them. So they just played a game in the dome in Detroit, um, in front of a lot of their fans, actually. So yeah, who knows? Maybe some of those fans will will stay in Detroit um, and watch the Bills play uh, on Thursday uh, on Thursday morning or whenever whenever the game kicks off, eleven thirty p.m. or eleven thirty a.m. Yeah, eleven thirty a.m. twelve p.m. Yeah, so yeah, that. They're they're gonna stay there, and then just kind of staying in that same game on the other side. Uh, we we like Amon Ross St. Brown versus that Bills secondary. I mean, the last five weeks, the Bills, the, the Bills defense is you know kind of showing some cracks a little bit. Um, you know, they've surrendered the third most fantasy points allowed uh, to wide receivers in the slot, and they've surrendered the fourth most fantasy points allowed to wide receivers. Period. So you know, Amon Ross St. Brown just continues to lead that Lions passing game and targets and target share, and uh, he's he's gonna be pretty busy because they're gonna be chasing points. Because they are ten point home underdogs um, in this game, and a game that's expected to have you know a lot of points, quite quite literally a shootout. Um, we're gonna we, we're gonna fire everybody up that we possibly can, and especially in DFS if we if we have to. And so this is a good game to target. Our beloved Cowboys are hosting the Giants. We're nine point favorites. You know the the, the over under is forty five and a half. Um, there's really not much to this game, honestly. I mean, just you know the Cowboys look for the Cowboys to potentially just continue their dominance over the Giants. Um, that we've seen over the last, you know, se- you know, several years. You know, Dak continues to own the NFC East, and you know, we'll, we'll see, a, we'll see a lot of, um, we'll see a lot of, um, you know, hopefully a lot of Tony Pollard again. Um, CD Lamb should, be, should, should get busy. Um, Dalton Schultz should, should should definitely have some some uh, some uh, room operating underneath. And then you know, this is this is probably the game that that'll decide where Odell Beckham signs, right? Well, that, that's what we've been uh, hearing. Yeah. At least, yeah. at least that's what we've been hearing. At least that's yeah. what we've been hearing. I'm not overly optimistic that he's going to sign with the Cowboys. I've always stuck to that contention. But hey, I could be wrong. I'd like to be wrong. Um, but 
this there's really not much to this game. I mean, you know, Saquon Barkley, he's probably you know the the only threat the Giants have right now. I mean, Giants have a lot of injuries, um, and Daniel Jones is is still the Giants' quarterback, so he's prone. He'll be he'll be prone to mistakes. Although he's 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 done a good job of taking care of the ball this year for the most part. Um, you know, I think he threw a couple of interceptions against the Lions last, this past Sunday, but outside of that, I mean, the, the Cowboys' pass rush. They, you know, they they lead the NFL in sacks per game with four. They just had seven against Kirk Cousins this past Sunday. So yeah, it's going to be a good game for the uh, for the Cowboys to to feast on Thanksgiving. Yeah, man. I in the last five games, they're they're third in the league in pressure rate with almost almost at a fifty percent rate. So good luck. Um, the next game, the the last Thanksgiving game is the Patriots versus Vikings. The game's in in Minnesota. They're favored by three points, forty two and a half over under. A um, couple things I'm looking at is, you know, the Patriots, you know, they're they're known for, you know, shutting down your main your main guy on offense. And I think they'll they'll be looking in the 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 hone in on shutting down Jefferson. They'll probably be looking at what the Cowboys did versus him and probably try to emulate it. Um I know the Patriots, they are right now the last five games, they are, you know, 31st in or second best in you know, yards given up to the wide receivers at just 113, which is tied with the Jets. And they just paid this past weekend. And Ooh. you saw how that went. So, but the Vikings do have more weapons. Uh, but you know they're gonna be they're gonna be very honed in on, on Jefferson. So, but you're gonna play Jefferson anyway, because I mean he's a top five, top five player in the league, you know, num- number one or number two wide receiver in fantasy. Just be prepared for for him maybe not to do much, even though I know I said last week that pretty much every home game he's played in his career, uh, he's averaged almost 100 yards. It's just, you know, he just ran into a bus all this past weekend and it might sure be another did. one. Sure. Might did. be another one because you also got to keep in mind this is Kirk Cousins on primetime and he never shows up when Ooh, the lights are brightest. Yeah, that's right. They do have the primetime game. Yeah, mm. man. Yeah. And then on the other side, the Patriots. They're going against a defense who's given up the second most receiving yards uh, the last five weeks, which is the Vikings defense. So we could be looking at uh, a, a little bit of a revival for Mac Jones. He's not going to be outside. Uh, we know he likes um, Jaco- uh, Jacoby Myers is one of his targets. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if we can see uh, Stevenson get loose because I know this this rush defense is middle of the road. But again, you just saw the Cowboys just run all over him. So. It should be very interesting how how this game goes. And plus, and plus on C, on just circling back to Stevenson, like he 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 does a lot of damage in the passing game. I know he was outrushed by Damian Harris's past game, yeah. but he still played you know sixty plus percent of the snaps versus Harris's you know I think around thirty percent or close yeah. to thirty percent. So I, I think um, you know he'll he'll do a lot of uh, a lot of damage in the passing game. He had six catches for fifty six yards um, against yeah. the Jets. So I think I think Stevenson is fine. He's he's a locked yeah. in, you know, at least RB one, if not a high end RB two. Um, in, yep. Uh, moving forward. Yep. So I'll be looking to. You can start Myers. You can start Stevenson. I don't think you're starting Mac Jones uh, because nobody has a buy. And I think on yeah. the Viking side, you're starting Jefferson. You're starting Jefferson by default. You're starting Cooks. Cook. You're starting Hawkinson if he's he should be available. Um, you're starting Thielen because I'm assuming Jefferson is going to get most of the attention and maybe start Kirk Cousins if you don't have a good option. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. All right, so the last segment of the show, we're going to touch on some of the Sunday and Monday games, uh, the remaining games. I know we have a, a triple header on Thursday night or on Thursday for Thanksgiving. So that leaves only a few Sunday games um, for us to look at. But we want to touch on some of the most important ones. First, Cincinnati at Tennessee. Cincinnati is a one-and-a-half, two-point favorite. Um, over-under is 42-and-a-half. Um, the one thing we want to look, we want to look, look towards is, is this the return of Jamar Chase? Because there was speculation that he's going to practice, start practicing this week. The first practice reports will be, will be released tomorrow. So we'll see if he's out there. And this will be a, a a huge boon for that Cincinnati passing attack. Um, but you know they they had a pretty good game this past week. Um, you know, and obviously T Higgins you know, went for 148 against that Steelers secondary. That was a matchup that we highlighted last week, and he cooked. He cooked them boys per usual. Um, so yeah, uh, this is this could spell the return of Jamar Chase. And we also want to look to see what can Traylon Burks do for an encore. 
like what can he do for an encore? I mean, is you know this you know he only played fifty percent snaps, but his target rate, as we mentioned earlier, was is in is in the high thirties. Can he continue? Can he keep that going? Can he keep that going? Will Cincinnati devote extra attention to him? Um, you know that remains to be seen. But uh, we we know the snap shares should potentially go up. The production will go up, and um, and the efficiency will go up, and you know, sky's the limit for this dude. I mean, he's he's basically the their their most trusted, well, not most trusted, but their most um, most explosive and most dangerous passing passing game weapon. Um, as other, you know, as most teams focus on you know loading up the box and, and trying to stop Derrick Henry. Yeah. Um, on to the next game, we got Las Vegas versus Seattle. Seattle's at home and they're a three and a half point favorite over under a 47 and a half. So they're expecting some points to happen in this game. Uh, Seattle's coming off a bye while Las Vegas is just coming off from an overtime game versus Denver. Uh, should be interesting. I know the one matchup we're going to be looking at was the Devonta Adams versus uh, Tyreek Woolen, uh, the rookie corner who's been, you know, shutting down a lot of folks. Um, no matter who he's been faced up against. But I mean, we're still expecting Devontae to, to still do work, but I just know that this is something that I want to look at when I watch this game, just from just not even looking for a fantasy perspective, but you know, just gamesmanship of seeing how how he battles versus this elite wide receiver. Uh, I mean, you're starting Devontae Adams. I mean, we saw what he did to the second year corner, uh, Patrick Sertain, the second. Can, so, yeah. so I expect something similar we'll see. We'll see what 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 uh, Carr does on the road outside the division. Uh, I know also the last few weeks, the last five weeks here, uh, the the Vegas defense has been better. Pass defense has been a little bit better in terms of you know giving up passing yards to the wide receivers. They're they're twentieth in giving up passing yards per game to to the wide receivers. So they've done better in in that area. So it should be interesting because I still expect. The Seattle offense with Metcalf and Lockett to be able to get theirs. I think they they have very good wide uh, wide receiver to corner cornerback matchups. According to PFF, I think Lockett has the the fifth or sixth highest highest rated uh, matchup. So I expect one of them, if not both of them, to to do some good things versus the Vegas defense. Yeah, and real quick, circling back to that match that matchup between uh, Devontae Adams and Tariq Woolen. Tariq Woolen, he's he has not surrendered more than fifty seven yards in a game this year. Mm. So he is playing like. Some solid ass, uh, solid ass ball, man. Um, yeah. I think he has four interceptions on the year. He is, he, he's cooking, man. He's cooking. So I, I'm excited to kind of see that matchup. Um, and then we already kind of touched on uh, on the on the Chargers and, and Cardinals game, and we we just want we just want to make sure we're we're um we uh, but one another thing we want to look towards um in that game is Kyler Murray and Hollywood Brown. Are they coming back in the lineup? I mean, Kyler Murray's been out with that hamstring injury, and Hollywood Brown was back at practice. Um, back at practice this past week, but they ultimately ruled him out. And I think they may hold both of them out again um, because their bye week is week 13. So that's just kind of one thing to kind of keep in mind. Um, but the next game we want to kind of look at is the Green Bay uh, Philadelphia Eagles matchup. That over under is 46 and a half. And, you know, we, we, we've seen Christian Watson emerge over the last couple of weeks. He has five touchdowns over the last two weeks, and that leads all rookie wide receivers. Um, and that he, he's done all that in the last couple of weeks. Um, can he get open versus Darius Slay and James Bradbury? I mean, those those are two solid corners. I think that's a top ten cornerback duo in the league. Um, and then we we also want to look towards what what can the Eagles run defense do versus Aaron Jones? Um, who can win? Um, and I only say Aaron Jones because you know we haven't seen we haven't seen anything from DJ Dillon since week one. And Aaron Jones, it seems like the Green Bay Packers are trying to commit. To mainly getting him involved more, uh, more and more each week. At least that's what it appears like. Um, so, um, can can they stop the run? I mean, I know Jonathan Taylor had a pretty good game um, this past week against the against the, against the Eagles. Could have been could have been a much bigger game for him, honestly, because I think he was. I think the first like the first quarter, I think he had like fifty yards, and I think he finished the game with like 84, 85 or something along those lines. Yeah. So uh, I think he. I, I think you know with. I know the Eagles. They saw um, they 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 signed Linville Joseph and Adamakong Su, and they, yeah. they and they made some and, and they actually made some plays in that game. But you know we can you know that's that's a that's a huge um, key matchup to watch. Uh, the Eagles run deep versus you know the Packers running backs. 
Yeah, and then on I mean on the Packers offense, it'd be interesting to see who's actually gonna do something. Uh I know you just talked about the run defense, uh, but the Eagles have given up the least fantasy points to quarterbacks the last five weeks. So we, which Aaron Jones, I mean, which Aaron Rodgers are we gonna see? Are we gonna see the one that you know finds a way versus the Cowboys or what we saw last week who just lays down like a dog versus the the Tennessee Titans? So we will see. We will yeah. see for sure. And I mean, we're expecting Philly to it's been a mixed bag with Philly the last couple of weeks. Uh, I know that we saw them struggle versus the Colts. Um, for whatever reason, they stopped running Jalen Hurts. We need to see that. Like, I know as a fantasy owner, I, I want to see him carry the ball because it helped open up the offense when he was running the ball 9, 10, 11 times a game. It just opened up a different element. So hopefully we see something. I know their, their secondary is really good, but they're not going to be able to cover. I don't think they'll be able to cover both AJ Brown and Devontae. So I think one of them should be able to get loose. Yeah. And, and also on another note about that Eagles offense, they haven't really crested 200 yards passing in quite some time. I think the last mm-hmm. time they did that was against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, and we're, that's when, you know, AJ Brown and Jalen Hurts went shit. Yeah. So, but outside of that, we haven't really seen them consistently get in the 200 yard passing, uh, in 200 yards passing range. So, uh, this could be a this could be a, 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 a an opportunity for them to get right, but you know, like you said, the Packers secondary is, is pretty decent. You know, Jair Alexander may be traveling with tra- traveling with AJ Brown, and that that'll leave a lot of one on one opportunities for, um, for Devontae Smith, and maybe they take advantage of him. And they're playing at home on a Sunday night, so yep. that that could be an, an opportunity for them. And then <laughs> and then the last and then the last game we want to touch on is the Tampa Bay Bucks versus the Cleveland Browns. Tampa Bay. Is going is is on the road. They're a three and a half point favorite. Over under is forty three. Um, and a couple of things we want to you know kind of note here: Brady and their weapons. They're 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 rested. Um, they're they're coming off of a bye. And for a forty five year old man and, and some, some 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 veterans that have been banged up, this is a perfect time for them to take a bye uh, this late in the season, so they can you know get ready for another stre- another stretch run and another run at a possible championship. Um, for that team, you know, they're they're firmly in the they're, they 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 lead the AFC the NFC South, I believe. Um, you know, over the Falcons, they have the they have the tiebreaker over them, and so you know that, that those weapons are they, they should be well rested. And you know, another thing we want to take make note of and and ask who's going to start for Tampa Bay at running back, right? Who's going to start? I mean, there was a lot of talk about Rashad White, and he was the, he actually started the game in London or not in London, Germany, um, before the bye week and. Played sixty five percent of the snaps. Now a lot of that had to do with you know Leonard Fournette hurting his hurting his hip has a hip pointer. So we're gonna see if you know you know from a practice practice participation standpoint you know how much does Lenny do this week? Does he practice at all? Does he practice in limited fashion? Um, we know that at least at, at the very least he'll be limited. But if he doesn't practice, um, this is this is setting up to be a Rashad White um, you know you know second half you know post by rookie bump kind of thing. Um, so that's that's just one thing that we need to you know kind of keep him keep you know keep an eye on and uh, and and he gets a pretty damn good matchup. He gets a pretty damn good matchup versus that Browns that Browns rush defense. I mean they've they've allowed the second most fantasy points um, to running backs over the last five weeks, and they just allow the Bills to go to, to have two running backs rush for eighty six yards each. Yeah. So uh, that so so that's a pretty good matchup for the for whoever starts a running back um, for Tampa Bay. Yeah, and I think on the Cleveland side, I mean, I think this Tampa Bay defense has, has really gotten a little bit better the last few weeks. So it should be interesting how how they how they match up against them because I know Tampa Bay's run defense has been you know middle of the road, uh, especially this last five weeks. And Chubb has pretty much been what top three running back this year in terms of fantasy points. So it should be interesting how they deploy him. Um, a new he hasn't been good this past, past couple of weeks, though. His yeah, run, yeah, yeah. Yards have been kind of low the last couple. Yeah, weeks. I think he had like what nineteen against the Bills or something along those. Like he had, a, he had a yeah, really. Yeah, he had nineteen last week. They were using him a little bit in the passing game, and then they just it just didn't work after that. You know, the Bills' run defense has really has been is been good overall this season. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It just it should just be interesting how the what Cleveland does. You know, we've been. Like we talked about at the beginning, DPJ has been solid in terms of his progression this year. He's been above 50 yards, what, eight games, what, six, seven, eight games in a row now. So he's been a solid number two. We've seen, we just saw uh, Cooper 
dissect the the Bills defense, but like we said, this 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 Buccaneers defense is really honed in and locked in the last few weeks. So we should be should be interesting to see how this game goes. Um, but we are at the end of the show. So real quick, what I need y'all to do is please go to Destination Debbie Radio, wherever you get podcasts. So if you listen on Spotify, Apple, Apple, wherever you get your playlist, your uh, podcast, you know, hit the follow button, rate us five stars, share with friends, comment below wherever you listen to your podcast. And, you know, just tap in with us, man. We we, we put in a lot of work and giving you all the information and hopefully it's been entertaining to you all at the same time. So and if you're looking for that good work on Fridays, you know, a.k.a. that the all gas newsletter, go to the Destination Debbie Twitter page and hit subscribe on the on the newsletter, man. You get those every Friday at 701 and, you know, just a lot of good things talking about, you know, Debbie players, players to look out for for the next coming uh, rookie draft or ADP. We've be, been running ADPs or mock drafts every week since since August. So you can see how how players are fluctuating throughout the course of the year. And of course, you get, you know, a lot of betting props of things that we're looking at in terms of what we were wanted, wanted to put some money on for for the coming game. So, you know, just on top of all the the people that are, are putting out podcasts on a daily basis. So, you know, tap in with us and, and you know, in, enjoy the information that we're giving out to y'all. So, Ike, you got anything else before we get out of here? No, I mean, I, I echo everything. I, I echo all your sentiments. Uh, you know, just, you know, follow and tap in everything that we're doing here at Destination Debbie. It's a lot of dope stuff, man. You know, we appreciate y'all, you know, lending us your ear. Um, this episode is going to drop on Thanksgiving morning. So make sure you tap in and you download and you listen. You get all the information um, before um, you know, before those games kick off. Um, but, yeah, we appreciate y'all tapping in. Yeah, man. Until then, we'll talk to y'all next week. Let's get nasty in that waiver wire. The <laughs> get, nasty. Plays, get nasty, man. We you gotta go find find those players you might not have thought of. They might be they might be ready for that playoff push. So get nasty and let's get some W's. Peace.